Hello, listening people. Hello? You're listening to Spit and Posh Presents Pictures Powwow. I am one of your hosts, Ryan Swinski. And I'm Bartek. How are you, Bartek? Good, good. Feels like feels like being on a phone call. Oh, Bartek, you're such a naughty boy. <laughs> That's an in-reference to the fact that for the last hour or so, more so than an hour, we've been trying to connect with each other through the internet to do the episode, and now we're just having our phones next to our ears because the internet sucks in Australia. Newsflash, internet sucks! Yeah, something like that, actually. Yeah, yeah. Also, it's your birthday as we record this episode. Happy birthday, Bartek. Thank you very much. They did have a birthday, happy birthday song in the movie that we will be covering today. Yeah, they did. <laughs> so, Bartek, it's our show Pictures Power, the show in which we cover a movie that has come recommended. The recommendation order goes you, myself, and the listening people. This time round, it's a recommendation from you. What was the movie you recommended that we cover this time round? The movie that I recommended for this episode is Sultan from 2016. Sultan or Sultan? Because they pronounce it both ways in this film. Yeah, they do, don't they? Yeah, they do. Doesn't IMDb have an even longer title for this? Like Sultan, the something, something, something? Like it's this really long, absurd name. I don't know, maybe... I was looking at another Bollywood movie because last week you said this movie, then off air we talked about another Bollywood movie, and I had that movie somewhat stuck in my brain as I was watching this movie. <laughs> what, because... the one that we did a few weeks ago? No, you were talking about another Bollywood movie with another, I think, one of the other Khan, famous oh, Khan actors. Oh, Lagan. Yeah, the one about cricket. And yeah. I was watching this movie being like, so when's that British actress showing up in this movie? And then she never did. And it's like, oh, it was that other one that we're not covering because we're covering Sultan from 2016, yeah? Yep. And this is a movie you recommended, so I imagine you have a history with this movie. Yes, I saw this one in the cinemas. With your mother? With my mum-mama. As it as nature intended. If you saw yes. a movie without your mum at the cinema or without your friends, then the balance of the world would fall into disarray. You know, you're joking, but legitimately, if I saw a Bollywood film without my mum at the cinema, that would be really weird for me. It would be weird. You you would not want to go out for two and a half hours to the cinema by yourself for a Bollywood film. <laughs> True. Uh, so you have a history with this, you recommended it, you saw it in the cinema. Have you seen it since the initial viewing? No, it's kind of been in the back of my mind, and I was thinking really long and hard about what film to pick for this episode, um, and then eventually, just one day, it just came to me like, oh, Sultan, I remember liking that film, let's do that. Like Ghostbusters, it, it just popped in there. Just popped mm. in there. Yeah. I, of course, have not heard of this movie. I do not have a long-running history with Bollywood movies. I think Mainu Na was the first Bollywood film that I had watched from start to finish. There had been others that I would seen chunks of, but not any that I could definitively say, oh, I've, I've sat down from beginning to end and watched that nearly three-hour-long Bollywood film, Mainu Na, the previous 
Bollywood movie that you've recommended on the show was the one, and now this is the second one, and they're both very different types of Bollywood films from very mm-hmm. different eras. So yeah, sure. it was great seeing the 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 different stages, the different values that those two films have. This one is a far more modern film. It's yes, it's four years old now, but it has a more modern cinema sensibility. Well, the two thousand was it two thousand and three or four was Mainhuna. I can't remember. It was I, it was either four or five. Okay, let's say seven and call it quits. <laughs> it it felt like an like the more stereotypical bollywood affair that i as a layman would expect even though i had some complaints that i wanted some more of the bollywood isms that surprisingly this film delivered on but we'll talk about that in a moment for the listening people who have not checked out this movie we will of course be talking about this in depth so if you have not watched it prepare for spoilers we recommend that you do give this film a watch Bartek is a fan of this film. I find it very interesting. And if you're not well-versed into Bollywood films, this could be a good entry point for you, honestly. Especially if you're someone who has an aversion to, like, you haven't checked out a Bollywood film and you're not necessarily up for checking out older Bollywood stuff, maybe, and you're more into new kind of cinema. This kind of verges, like, this, um, yeah, this kind of goes over those issues. It's, uh, it's, it's interesting for sure. And I think for, for an entry point into Bollywood, this one works pretty decently. What do you think, Bartek? I think so too. Definitely doing the main Huna episode was a really interesting experience for me uh, because we pointed out all these things that even though they are Bollywoodisms, they kind of played a bit differently. Like one of the big things in main Huna was that they focused a lot on having the cast kind of be all the dancers and singers. So it did kind of have mm. a cheaper feel to its musical numbers, for example. Um, and that was something I'd never considered. And then this is a lot more, yeah, more played straight. Yeah, that's right. So we're talking about Sultan from 2016. So obviously I had no history with this, didn't hear, I didn't really know about it. You've probably mentioned that you saw it in the cinema with your mother, but uh, like you you mentioned a lot of Bollywood films that you've seen in cinema. And when you do, you, you never really go in depth that hard about talking about what the film was about. So this one did not stick in my brain if you did mention it over the years. If I have mentioned it, it might be in the Tekken episode, but I can't imagine where else I'd mention it. So this film has... um, Who's the lead actor again? Uh, His name is Salman Khan. Salman Khan. And he is not Shahrukh Khan, who does get referenced in this movie. He does, yeah. Does the other Khan get referenced in this movie too? I don't think Amir Khan got referenced. Do have have any of these Khans, the, the, the holy trinity of Khans, the trifecta of Khans in, in, in Bollywood, have they starred alongside each other in movies? Do they do that in Bollywood? Do they have, like, crossovers with, like, fellow big competing stars, or is it more kind of sectioned off, more of a competitive streak? Um, that's a good question. I feel like, yeah, they probably appeared in films together, but I don't know what the relationship would be in terms of, like, are they both leads, or are they all leads, or is one a side character? I know that Shadow Khan's definitely appeared as, like, cameo roles and minor things, and, uh, there was a film that I was considering recommending where he is a secondary character, if anything, he's main character, but he rarely appears in the film. So that's there kind is... Of a big deal with it. 
so there is no Bollywood Expendables type of thing where you have all the big guys in one big movie <laughs> like that? Yeah, you know what? I don't know. The, the second film that the lady who directed Main Huna um, directed, uh, Om Shanti Om, which is a pretty good one, there's a part in that film where it's it's literally as soon as the second half starts they make a lot of like really big industry jokes and there's like a super amount of cameos and i'm not mm. sure that salman or amir make cameos in that part just shadok's the main character and all these other people appear <sighs> now in our previous episode of Main Huna, I knew who Shahrukh Khan was without having actually seen him or seen him in a movie like that's how big his his stardom is it it, it it crossed over to someone like me who's never viewed a Bollywood film I had at least known the name um but I did not enjoy his performance all that much in Main Huna I felt like he's got on screen like he's got charisma and I can see why people like him but in that particular film I felt like he didn't want to be there for large sections of it um with this film the Khan that we do get he felt like he wanted to be there and I enjoyed mm-hmm. him very, 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 very much. Okay, that's cool. I found him engaging. I found his on-screen chemistry with other actors far more enticing and uh, far more engaging. The word engaging is going to be used a lot because Shah Khan, I know he's a legend and like he's crossed over. But in the viewing that I saw of Main Huna, he just didn't do it for me. He didn't engage me while while this the you know this film you know i wonder what it would have been like with sharik khan and i wonder if he would have been as interesting as as this guy and i don't think so this guy just has a a, a self-aware goofiness and then in the drama has a self-aware um tragedy to himself it feels like the actor is very self-aware of what they are doing while Shahrukh Khan and Main Huna kind of felt like he didn't have that as much. He didn't have a self-awareness. It kind of felt like he was a bit of a bit of a prima donna, a bit of a, like, I want things done in this certain way. Mm. Yeah, definitely. Uh, Salman Khan is someone that my mum really, really likes. Uh, she hasn't really mentioned him much in recent years to me, but um, she always described him as an actor who she wants to see every film he's ever made, even though most of them aren't really that great, but he always, you know, is really engaging in them. Yeah, so, um, how would you describe the plot of this movie? Okay, so this film, it can be separated into two parts. It begins on an mm-hmm. in-media-res thing, so the first half mainly focuses on uh, our main character, Salman, playing Sultan or Sultan, uh, his rise from, you know, just being a regular guy to being a world champion wrestler. Um, and then we've got a time skip or a jump back to the present where it focuses on him being brought back into the world of, I guess, martial arts as it's MMA, mm-hmm. um, as someone who is a has-been and he's, you know, coming back into form and fighting in this new tournament. And at the center of it all is a girl he loves. Yes. And... That is the central point, is this is this um, romantic relationship at the core of the movie, this strained relationship. And the first half is strained because he has to prove himself and he has to earn her love and respect in a very um, interesting fashion. It's not just become a wrestler and get, get the girl. He has to get over himself and then 
there comes a point that leads into the second half from the first half in which his ego has driven a wedge in their relationship and the second half is is him winning her back by being humble basically is one yeah. of the central things. So both halves are dealing with him pursuing the girl, but realizing that his pursuit initially is selfish or self-centered and not very fruitful. And he has to dig deep into his own being and, and, and redefine himself basically to, to win her back or win her for the first time. Mm-hmm. That was fascinating to me. I really found the the relationship and the fact that this film openly talks about the the the, the gender politics going on in this in this dynamic. Because in the previous Bollywood film, Main Huna, the women were just the girls and they had the fans blowing on them all the time. And that only happens to this this actress in like musical numbers where it makes sense it's lavish, but she felt like a real person. She felt like a real woman. She didn't feel like a Bollywood Bollywood construction of, of a woman of like, oh, she has to be two dimensional basically. This 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 character and this actress really brought a realism here and she made compelling arguments and statements as to why she's no longer in love with him or why she's not attracted to him in the first place. And that was the most compelling thing to me, was was her. I found her really compelling and really interesting. And, and it was a lot more than I was expecting because I don't have the highest knowledge of Bollywood things, but from my basic understanding and from the previous film we watched, I didn't expect strong female characters to be a statement that I would use often to describe Bollywood products and Bollywood movies, but this one has a strong female character at the centre of it. Mm, yeah, I think they've definitely... Bollywood's gotten a lot stronger with female characters lately. It's no Bendit like Beckham, but what is? Oh, of course not. <laughs> now that movie, now that's solid gold. Um, so how was it for you on the rewatch of it? Yeah, it's really good. Um, I Every time I do a film for this podcast where I revisit something I've only seen once and forever ago, it's always interesting to see, like, I always I always remember like specific little things like locations or or a shot and the fact that they're all here the ones that I remember that was really nice um and then there was just a bunch of little angles that I completely forgot about so it was another one of those cases where I'm revisiting something and seeing why I thought it was so good in the first place mm. for my first watch of this I had a very I had a similar-ish experience to Maine Huna in terms of and I don't know if this is a me and my relationship with Bollywood or just these specific films that I've watched. It takes me a while to get into it. It ta- mm. I think the first act is like pretty tough to get into. I pinpoint the exact moment when the film got interesting to me, which was after their musical number in which he's trying to court her and they're, you know, they're doing the dance-off against each other, like the real big Bollywood dance number of the movie. If you know the so sequence... Are you, talking about, are you talking about the wedding scene? Uh, yeah. The, the Is she getting married? Is that what was happening there? I initially? think she was like a bridesmaid or something. Yeah, that dance sequence. After that... 
that's when the movie really got interesting to me. That dance number and that musical number was interesting and fine. I thought the... Da- okay, this is the thing with this movie when it comes to the dance numbers. The dance numbers, the, the, the choreography, the visuals, the extravagance, the fireworks, the streamers, all the stuff, the confetti, the sparks... This is what I wanted from Main Huna. Main Huna's dance numbers weren't as visually Bollywood as I was expecting them to be, even yeah. though I do respect that Main Huna did have more intricate camera work when it came to their dance numbers. The dance numbers themselves weren't as lavish. But in this movie, the dance numbers are more lavish, but the songs are really weak, in my opinion. I found the songs sometimes didn't even match what was visually happening on screen. For mm. for a lot of the time, so for me it's a trade off. The songs in Main Huna I found more engaging, even though I didn't find them that engaging, and the dance numbers were weak. This one, the dance numbers are strong, but the songs are weak. So it's a a toss up. So after that, um, where she's a bridesmaid dance number, that's when the movie really picked up for me because that's when he realized like, oh, I have to actually start trying to court her, and he goes to the wrestling. Yeah, you know, goes to meet her dad and does all that, and that's when the film really picked up for me, and that's a, a little while into the movie. Yeah, not too far, but it does take a while to get there. I did notice that. So yeah, that's and my old relationship with it is, and I think the again the question is since I have not watched a lot of Bollywood films, I don't know if this is a like a, a the Bollywood structure or if it's just the similarity between these uh, between the two I have seen. Uh, an issue I have is it feels like it's um, and I don't mean this in a wholly negative way but it will come across as negative it feels like the movie is cobbled together like you have spurts of like spurts of story and then it abruptly stops and then it goes to the next spurt of story so we have the beginning and then we have the bit in which he's trying to court her and he's a goofy guy but then we have the bit in which he becomes a a, a good wrestler and then we have the bit where he's an egotistical monster and then we have the and it just kind of feels like fast forwarding through things that could have been the whole movie in yeah, my the opinion part, spe- yeah for me it was especially the part where um, it went from her being finding out she's pregnant to him like finishing being world champion. I felt like that was really quick. And it's kind of like that for me frequently throughout the movie where it's like, I would have been really interested if the first half of the movie was him trying to court her. And then near the end of the first half is him getting into his ego. And then the second half is him fully embracing his ego and... Uh, Basically, what I'm saying is, uh, one of the things that was weird about it was, you said it, it's in two parts, which I'm not uh, opposed to, but it did feel like the two parts were two films, not the same film broken up into two parts necessarily. It felt like the second half was a second film, like if this was a trilogy of movies. Mm -hmm. I don't know if you felt the same at all. I think I did feel the same, but I've seen other Bollywood films where there is a sort of noticeable difference between the two halves. Like, uh, Mm. one of the ones I'm sure you remember me bringing up, Fan, uh, that one's got a very distinct one where the first half, the main character, is the titular Fan, and then the second half, the main character is the celebrity that he's obsessed with. True, that does sound like it could be interesting, but that I could see it's like, it's the same story, but the flipping of perspectives or whatever, but... 
They are. I mean, it's not like Bollywood doesn't do multiple films of the same series. Obviously, we have the the Doom movies, your favorite. Mm-hmm. Do they yep. just 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 because I'm questioning it? Is the issue that I'm talking about with with Mainhuna and Sultan where it has the it feels like it's kind of cobbled together or patched work together is is that just the structuring of normal Bollywood films or is this kind of just the similarities between these two because you know what I'm talking about right yeah I do I do um I, th- I think there's definitely uh, some of that in Bollywood I think there might be some examples where that's not the case but uh yeah I, th- I think yeah this kind of jumping around kind of thing is fairly standard mm. For me, the media res storytelling didn't work. Um, I I I did not like it. I I like the movie. If like I said, once that song happened and then we progressed to the story, it kind of felt like oh, now the story's actually beginning. Yeah, um, I actually forgot that it was done in media res the first time I watched it. Because you're not a f- huge fan of media in media res stuff either. We've commented this on the podcast several times throughout the years, and you usually make it. A sticking point as a critique of things, especially when it's not done very well, or even if it's done okay-ish. I actually quite like it when it's done really well. As we all do. If it's done well, then it's done well. Uh, For me, I just didn't think it served the point of the film wholly, and the guy, the actual guy, the, the, the young guy who's needing to hire him... He was not that great of an actor for me. Sometimes mm. you can tell even by the, the language barrier that some people, you just, you don't feel their acting or you don't like it or it's not good. He was just like, and he spoke a lot of English too, so maybe that's a factor into it. But he just, I don't know, I didn't like that character and that performance. So him kind of being the entry point of the movie didn't help my entry point into the film. Yeah, thinking about it now, even though he is, you know, very prominent and important, I don't mentally think of him as a main character. Now, I may have missed this, but um, just because we're talking about negatives and we're talking, uh, crit- critiquing it, was his father, the, the, the young guy's father, was he in any of the flashback story? At all, because they make a point of him being like this big thing in Sultan's past, but I don't remember him being there. Yeah, he was always saying, like, your father's a good man, and that's why I'm being respectful to you. But I was wondering the same thing. I don't think he was there. Was he one of the commentators? I don't remember. I I really don't think so. I don't know. The fact that we don't know, and this is your second viewing of it, kind of indicates yeah. that if it was there, it wasn't done well enough for us to make it stick in our brains. Yeah. Um. Yeah, the media res stuff didn't work for me. That character didn't work for me. But I think I enjoyed the film overall. The wrestling match that I'm having is, did I enjoy it more or less than Main Huna? I don't know. This film was a drama. Main Hunar was a comedy, I would say. Mm-hmm. Is that fair? Yeah, I guess. I mean, it sort of does the Bollywood thing of the, the masala, the mix of everything. Yeah, but I found that this film lent way more into it being a grounded drama. Like, you had your wacky moments, that's for sure, but I would call those just moments of levity in amongst the drama. This felt like more of a grounded drama for Bollywood, at least for my Bollywood experience, while Main Hunar felt like way more of a madcap comedy. Yeah, definitely it was a lot more cartoonish. 
So what about it on this viewing of the film really struck a chord with you, Bartek? Uh, similar to my first viewing, I really enjoyed all the, like, the action scenes, I guess you could call them, like the montages of him training, the, the matches themselves I felt were really tense. Uh, those were the main things uh, that I think of when I think of this film. That and just the location of the place where he, he first starts wrestling, you know, that outdoor place with the mm. soil and... The mud yeah, pits, that, yeah. That's, yeah, the dirt pit. They called it mud pit in my subtitles. Oh, okay. Um, you and I are on different pages, man. Those were the least interesting aspects to me. The most interesting <laughs> aspects was the, the, the relationship drama and the inner turmoil of our main character. I think the fighting was done well, but not consistently. I think I say that because the first big fight thing that we get with Sultan is very not representative of the film. It never is that style ever really again in the film, like his big opening fight thing that oh, we right, get to yeah. see where it does the guy Richie slow down, speed up, and it feels like he's... And I'm not saying... Look, I looked up the trivia, I looked up stuff, there's nowhere it specifically says this, but that opening scene, his head was CGI'd onto that body. I don't care. It looked fake, maybe because they had like this very artificial kind of lens. I don't know that, but that opening fight sequence that shows us how awesome he is really turned me off, and I was worried that all of it was going to be like that, but then it never really was. I don't know. Mm -hmm. Yeah, now that you mention it, yeah, that fight scene has him like go through multiple guys, and that's not really what he does through the film. It's always like one-on-one stuff. And yeah, and the technique of how they filmed it, the the the, the lighting, the slow-mo speed up, the, the, the definition, the high definition of the lens that they were using, it felt like, I get what they're doing, they're showing us wowzers, like he is this opener that is so weird and awesome, but it just felt very confronting to begin with. And then the rest of the fight scenes weren't like that for me. It's It's interesting though, because we talked about Rumble in the Bronx last week, and we talked about fights and all that, and that's what that whole movie was primarily about. It was a set-piece movie. This one has a lot of fights in it, but for myself, like I said, we're on different pages. The things that stuck with me more are the conversations, is 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 the debates, is is the relationship drama. That's what really stuck with me more so than the fights or the locations. Yeah. Um, I really did like our lead character, Sultan. I found him engaging. I found him an interesting character, even though I do feel like they reset his character every 40 minutes or so. Like I said, how it feels kind of like they've stapled together different things. Even with that, the the performance is charming. He's really giving it his all. And I I just found him a delight. So you can tell your mum that I'm also a fan. You're a Salman fan. I'm a Salman fan, but not a Shuruk it, fan. It, it's it's very funny because like she she always described him like I said as like he's always in bad films, but he's always worth watching. But then the two films that she's taken me to see in cinemas that have him in them were both really good. The Sultan's one of them, and I don't remember the title of the other one, but I think that one's like same year or the year before. Mm, but this was I found when I think of Bollywood films, I think of them as very goofy. And very silly and very kind of long and dragging out. But this one, although it has goofy stuff in there, lots of dance numbers, lots of singing, lots of songs informing what's happening in the scene that we don't need. 
I found it dramatically compelling, and that is something that I have not personally experienced with Bollywood. Mainhuna did not compel me from a dramatic standpoint, nor did it want to, I don't think. And to finally see it, I found it very, very, very good. I found it very, very wow. Like, the sequence when he does come back, and he finds out that his kid has died, and the reasoning for why the kid had died, it was very... It was a gut punch, to say the least. Yeah. And, it, and it was harrowing, and there were consequences that the second half followed through on from that. And... I wasn't expecting that because the movie begins so goofy and so kind of Bollywoody and with the musical numbers and he's a lovable dumbass guy and he's a big dude and all that. And although I found his transition stage into being an egotistical asshole man to be really rushed and kind of yeah. wish that they lavished in that more, doesn't it for some reason it, that doesn't negate the impact that that particular scene had when he came back and found out the information yeah i agree it, it was that was the, the, the oof that was that was a lot and it it was good you'll be happy to know my wife rachel said tell bartek that i liked this one. Oh, i'm happy to hear that she she wasn't up for it at first she was like oh no a 3 hour nearly three hour long wrestling movie. Um, but it had more to it. That's the thing I want to say, Bartek. You don't come across to me as someone who likes sports movies, but you do. Like We've talked a lot about movies that you enjoy, and you like your, your boxing movies, your fighting movies, your sports-type movies, which is something I find surprising. But kind of when we look back and talk about certain type of things, like you're into the Rocky franchise... You you like the Creed movie? You like that Creed movie you saw? The uh, you 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 like these kind of things? I mean, it always surprises me though because knowing you in real life, it doesn't seem like something you're into. But it kind it, of yeah, is. it surprises me too, kind of because I don't like sports in general. But I think sometimes that's a thing. I got into a debate one time with someone who's also a film lover about how there are certain aspects of you know, films and stories that we don't like or relate to in real life, but we find interesting and fascinating and engaging in film, such as we were talking about religion. That person was not a fan, is not a religious person, and their view is then I do not like any movie with religious stuff in it. Well, me, I'm not a particularly religious person, but I find religious stuff in movies interesting. And it's similar with you. You're not a sports person. You don't watch sports. You don't participate in sports. But you don't mind the structure of a good underdog sports movie. Yeah, I remember uh, two years ago I was doing a university assignment where I had to somehow justify uh, the having a film viewing in a class. Spoiler alert, it was super easy because of media teaching. Um, and I picked a film, it was uh, Remember the Titans, which that's mm. always a film that mm. I think back on as being like, oh, when we were in school, all the sports guys really wanted to see that film. I'm sure I've seen that film many times in the past. But then when I watched it for that assignment, I was like, oh, this is actually a really good film. It's no heavyweights. <laughs> yeah, that's true. Heavyweights no. is the, the core, the best, the pinnacle is what I meant to say. I like the idea in my brain when you said heavyweights is the core, and I'm thinking, yep, the, the <laughs> movie about the fat kids who can barely lift things is the core. 
who are so heavy that they fall into the core of the earth. Uh, yes, 13thly. Uh, so, what else do you want to discuss? up to 15thly. So, what other aspects of the movie do you want to discuss? Because there's so much here, but this is your recommendation, so what do you, what do you feel like, what avenue of discussion do you want to branch off to? Avenue of discussion? Um... I guess since in the past we've talked a lot about montages, what did you think of the ones in this film? I found them good, actually. There were a couple that I wish they were placed earlier. There was a particular Mm. one in the second half, I want to say. It was a musical number, and it's showing off his dance move where he gets on the ground and does like the thrusting in the air. And it's a montage of him and her courting one another before they got together. And he does oh, that. Oh, that's, that's his, his love song that they, he became famous His for. love song. And I felt like all that footage should have been in the first half because the first half was about their relationship and the courting stage and the early stage. And it would have been, it would have been nicer as a payoff to have seen him do that thrusting dance move in the first half. So then we see it in the second half, but instead we're presented with it in the second half and then shown it in a, you know, in a, in a format in which this was something he did in the past. And I felt like that was a thing, like just someone, not very many, just a couple of montages you could rearrange them and it would make a little, uh, it just would make it a little bit deeper. But I found the montages not too obtrusive. The only thing I will say is I did like his theme song, but they used it too much. Mm. Yeah, I liked it too, but yeah, it was a bit too much. Just um, Yeah, I remember with the with the second one, his love song, after that they, they named him, like, oh, he's the wrestling Romeo or something, and it mm. took me a second to realise, like, oh, that's a callback to, like, way, way forever ago when she called him Romeo as, like, an insult kind of thing, mm. backhand compliment. Would've, mm. Yeah, it would have made more sense if that came out earlier. Yeah, I I picked up on the Romeo thing instantly. I was like, oh, yeah, that's the thing that she called him. That, that's cute. But, yeah, just little little things. The montages, yeah, they were fun. I liked the, the him the training montages more so in the first half like when he's uh prepping to become who he becomes in the six week gap or whatever and yeah he's like farming chasing trains and stuff chasing trains and i like his friends that are helping him hmm the second half the training was interesting too but i think perhaps i wasn't as invested in the training montages in that in that one because i didn't really care for his trainer as a character it's- yeah, we kind of meet him really quickly, and he goes through a lot of the, like, cliche motions of the trainer. And I found the actor playing it a little too angsty, like, visually. He just visually, when you look at him, the word you would describe is angst. Mm. And I found that, I would rather his dumbass mate have, have trained him again, honestly. <laughs> Like, I understand why that other trainer character exists, but, you know, like, I I didn't feel any affinity towards that character. That's the thing. This movie has a lot of interesting characters, a little side characters, like her dad was a fun character. Mm-hmm. Um, and then there were just some that I didn't care for, like the, the, the guy who hired him for the uh, the, the MMA-type fighting or the, the, the second trainer guy. I didn't... There were just some that I was like, eh, whatever. Or some that I wish that were fleshed out more. Like, I wish his... Uh, what was it? His grandmother 
was more of a prevalent character in the movie because she's mentioned as being this important thing a lot and we see her every now and then but i don't know i felt like we could have had more of her yeah that's true she was a big deal in his life like they brought they brought up the fact that she passed away during the time skip yeah i don't know i think that would have been would have been cool but uh yeah, I, 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 um, here's the thing. So this is a two half, like one, two, like two halved movie. Which section did you enjoy more, the first or second? That's a really good question, actually, because I see merits in both. But I think, I think maybe the second half of the first half, maybe <laughs> the second quarter of the film, because yeah, that's where like the romance is at its highest. Um, and you get a good amount of that as well as the wrestling scenes. Right. So, okay. So you went with a more complicated answer to that question. Like, which half of the intervaled movie did you enjoy? The first or second? You're like, the second half of the first half. <laughs> well, that's that's the, that's the not the core, but the, the peak. The I core. Reckon. Yeah. <laughs> I agree. I'm, I'm more of a first half type of guy. The second half was good. Don't get me wrong. But I felt like it could have been a bit shorter, a bit tighter. I like the fact that the final fight wasn't that important. Like, it wasn't like, Mm -hmm. didn't feel like other movies where it's like when the culmination of everything has reached here, where he's got to verse this monster guy. It really wasn't that important. It was kind of just brushed over and it was more thematic than than literal stuff. I mean, there was a literal him versing himself thing there, but that was obviously for a thematic purpose. Did it distract you that the evil version of him with the mustache looked like um, Peter Sellers as Inspector Clouseau, but Indian? It looked familiar, but I didn't pick up on Clouseau, yeah. (laughs) Look at it again, especially at the end when he's versing himself and and his evil self is giving him silly faces. He reminded me of Inspector Clouseau. The one that broke his ribs. Yeah, yeah, like, yeah, yeah. And at the very, yeah, when yeah. at the very end he's like, and I have to, the fight is fighting yourself. And he's looking at the evil version of himself in the black spandex, in the black underpants or whatever. Um, <laughs> yeah. I don't know why, it just amused me greatly. <laughs> um, Yeah, the second half, I don't know, it was good. I like that the movie just um decided it needed to end. But then also did that thing where it's like, and now all the other stories are getting wrapped up in the credits, which yeah, I actually like the end end with the the daughter being a little wrestler, and I wish that the movie properly ended on that and not just as a little black box, like a little square in the corner on the credits. I I don't know. It felt kind of like it felt poignant enough to have full attention, but evidently not because we have to download the game. <laughs> yeah, that's right. That is actually the one thing I remember you talking about this movie. When I saw it, I was like, oh yeah, Bartek has mentioned this movie. Because I remember you mentioning that and you were so perplexed. I think that was for a different film, actually. I'm not sure if I remember there being a Sultan one. How many Bollywood movies end with the link to the mobile game? I don't remember the one that I was thinking of having a link to it, but just reading online that there was one. I s- no, I swear that you talked about, it, and then the movie ended, and then immediately the credits come up, and there's an ad, an ad like a pop-up ad for the game, because that's what happens at the end of this movie. Oh, maybe it was Sultan if I mentioned it like four years ago. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, that was that was hilarious. Uh, <laughs> uh, I, 
I um I'm trying to think of what else there is. I I feel mixed on the movie overall. Like I enjoyed it dramatically, even though I think it undercuts the drama by speeding through it. Honestly, I think this could have been um a movie series. I don't know. Like I think you could have had this split up over two maybe even three movies honestly i think mm. that there's enough compelling stuff here i think this could have been you know the first one is the courting romance stage and the him peaking as a wrestler stage and and then ending it with him kind of being egotistical and then the second half deals with that and then the third half can be what we had in the second half of this movie uh i don't know like i felt like that's the thing this movie was long and I wanted more time with it, but I... yeah, it's 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 odd that an almost three-hour film makes you do that. But yeah, I can definitely see what you mean. But at the same time, I did feel like the pacing wasn't as strong as Main Huna was for me. I felt the time with this one a little bit more, but that also could be the fact that the film, more so than Main Huna, distinctly felt like two different things back to back. Like I said, it feels like two movies. Mm. Um, the same, you know, obviously said the same thing. Like I'm not saying the second half felt so drastically different. Like it was a completely different movie, but it did feel like this is Sultan Two airing after Sultan One. <laughs> <laughs> Um, I'm trying to think. Any characters or things you want to discuss? Um, I guess on a not not as much as a deep note, but um, the the announcers in the second half. Yes. I found them to be very odd. How so? So I remember that it was um. I think it was in the second fight with the wrestler guy. Mm. There was a part where the 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 female announcer said something like, I, I think Sultan was getting you know beaten down pretty hard, and she was saying something like, um, what that can't happen. He's the crowd favorite. He he's my favorite. And then she like ends that sentence on like a question, and that that just felt really funny to me. Yeah, that's I preferred the announcer when he was at the the Turkish games in the first half. That when he defeated the guy. And she's giving birth, and you hear in the background on the TV, I think the announcer shouted something like, HE IS CONFIDENT NOW! Or something <laughs> absurd like that. In case, Little moments like that. In case yeah, you didn't great. get it. <laughs> mm. Or the reporter guy who was like, I'm a fan, can I have a photo with you? And then leans in to tell him, I think this has all gone to your head. As if... <laughs> It's like, I'm a fan, give me a photo. I think you're very arrogant. <laughs> and he's a journalist too? <laughs> I remember um, in, in the second half, the male announcer, when um when Sultan beats the first guy, Maurice, uh, he does the Sultan Slam thing, and the announcer plays it off like, oh, I've got a name for this, the Sultan Slam, even though we already knew what that was called. But he didn't, evidently. He thought he came up with it. Yeah, he, he didn't know who Sultan was. Hmm. Most of them didn't, which was weird, right? Yeah, and then for the last match, they're like, well, let's not be announcers. Yeah, but let's, in solidarity, not do our jobs. <laughs> yeah, exactly. I would have preferred if Roy and HG did the commentary for that, because Roy and HG do the commentary in Australia for a lot of sports events. They did it for the Olympics, and they're... 
very, very dry-witted, funny type of dudes, and I would have liked the Roy and HG cut of this movie. Like, you know how in certain countries they edit in local celebrities? Like, I feel like in one of the Sharknado movies, um, Carl Stefanovic, the Australian host of the Today Show, was... Uh, was in our cut of the movie. I love it if there was different regional cuts of main of of um Sultan, and in the Australian one, it was Roy and HG, and they were basically oh, right. yeah, um the Muppet, those old guys from the Muppets, just making fun of him. Well, Statler and Waldorf. Yeah, yeah. yeah. It's like my copy of Shark Tale, how it had Tracy Grimshaw in it. Yeah, like your copy of Shark Tale with Tracy Grimshaw, the host of A Current Affair. Uh, yeah. I would have loved. That was weird. Um, I'm trying to think. I found the gender politics of this movie fascinating. Like I said, I think she was very compelling. I understood why she hated him and why she didn't want to talk to him, and I totally bought into how they reconnected at the end. Although a little on the nose at times, like he has the whole "Hey, did you ever think it was hard for me?" was a little bit like. Yeah, you know, that's not a g- compelling argument, but the movie was like, isn't that compelling? But then she comes back with, like, well, it's harder for the mother than the father. And then he sighs and, and like, ugh, and then, like, looks out the window. <laughs> 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 like, it was very odd, but uh, I, I bought it. I've often complained mm. that the female characters in movies, not just Bollywood ones, are there because they're the girl. This movie had her be the girl, but she was more so than that. She had her own agency in the plot. She had her own dreams. She was strong enough to realize that you have to sacrifice your dreams for the happiness and the greater good of others. And she felt real. And I was that was the biggest twist to me in this movie. A movie that yeah, I started sh- out going, he's got a CGI head on a CGI body or whatever. And then it was like, oh, what's this? An actual real woman here? Jeez. I remember her being good in her debut role, which I think I mentioned that film in the main Huna episode. She did a film with Shadow Khan called, I think it was Rabde Bana Di Jodi, mm. which is a film where like she gets into an arranged marriage with Shadow and Shadow, you know, like loves her, but like she's just doing it because of, you know, the family reasons. Like, she's, she's not in love with him, but she'll carry out through it. And uh, one of the things, well, the main thrust of the film is that, like, Shadok lets her follow her passion with dance classes, and, like, he puts on a fake persona and, like, attends the classes with her. I remember her being really good in that film, too, so it's good that she, you know, follows through and does well in the future. Yeah. Um... Mm. I'm trying to think. There was lots of absurd moments like throughout the film. I found the scene in which he is f- having to not get touched by the three wrestlers and it's sped up like a Looney Tunes cartoon was very amusing. Yeah, <laughs> that stuck out a lot. That stuck out a lot. It was very odd. Um, I liked uh, that the kite chasing was a thing throughout the movie. Mm-hmm. I thought that was good. I wasn't expecting it to really come back into play, but then it did. Um, That's really all I have to say. It was just a solid movie. I think it's a good entry point for people who haven't watched a Bollywood film. I think this one is far easier to get into than Main Huna was for someone new to it. Maybe that's just me because I'm new and I found this one more engaging. 
I have to say, for someone who is confused about whether he likes this one or Main Hun more, you really sound much more positive on this one. Yeah, I think I am a lot more positive. I think it's weird because the first time watching Main Hun I really wanted to see a lot of positives. There's lots of goofy aspects. I liked a lot of the comedy aspects, but it was a new experience and the things that I didn't like stuck out because they were things that were new to me as well in this type of thing. But this one, I'm a little more familiar having chatted with you previously on the pod and watching it. And I think it's just like, uh, I still don't think that this is as great as it could be. That's the thing I think. And that's just because I'm still maybe not used to how Bollywood structures movies, but I wish that it spent more time on certain aspects of the story and it would have been far more compelling to me. And Like I said, there's a lot of trade-offs. You have a more more compelling lead actor, but then you have, uh, but uh, and that's great. But then you have stuff like, like other stuff I didn't care for uh, technical levels. I didn't care for the first half's visuals. It always felt like it was set at the same time of day. Just the way it was lit, it was this very artificial, orangey type of lighting, very flat, not that cinematic to look at. The second half kind of pulled that together because there was a lot more interiors and a lot more brooding nighttime shots and dark yeah. rooms. The first half kind of felt like you could pick all these scenes and they were, and if you told me, like, oh, and every single scene was, f- like, the, the, the time of day was 2, a, a 2 p.m., because just the way it looked visually, there's stuff like that. Well, Main Huna, I remember visuals far more. Visuals of, like, where the bad guy's lair was. And, and so there's a lot of trade-offs here. That's why I'm still... I'm very positive on this one, because I think, character-wise, I found it more engaging. But Main Huna was, just for me, a silly comedy, and it wasn't trying to be as emotionally engaging as this film was. Although that film had emotional engagement with his character's backstory, this film was a character study to me. Mm, Yeah. And uh, it succeeded at that, even despite some of its flaws. Uh, I think one of the things, like we said, is... This one feels more modern, while Main Hunas feels way more of the past. It's interesting, and I'm glad that you picked a newer one, because it's great for me, as someone who's less familiar, I can really see the differences between the two. How did you feel about that? Did you notice, like, because I don't know how frequently you've been watching Bollywood movies in between our episodes, but did you notice the real different, the contrasting differences in the sensibilities and the styles of the two, because of the time? Yeah, they, they felt very different. Even just from like music angles, visual angles, uh, the world like th- there is a sort of, I guess it's part of the appeal of Main Huna, but there is a sort of artifice there. Like even though they are at actual like locations and sets and stuff, it it does kind of feel, well, I I said at sets, but like the, yeah, it, it feels a bit more closed off. Whereas this actually feels like it's set in a real world. Mm, mm. Yeah, I, you know, I like it. I I I think. One of the things is, if the music in Sultan was better, I don't know how... Did you like the music? Uh, again, I like the main theme, but it's the main one that I remember. Whereas with Main Huna, even though I I grew up on it and it's bias, I do enjoy those songs a lot more. I enjoyed the songs a lot more. Like I said, the dance numbers could be better, except for that one dance number in Main Huna where they... Was it a one-shot take thing, I think? That they did. Oh yeah, the the very first one, which was when you get introduced to Lucky and uh, 
and uh, the girl. See, that's what I admire about Main Hunar. The visual language of the film, I think, had a lot more character than this. But like I said, this the dance sequences are far more lavish and Bollywood-esque than I was expecting. Although, I really don't like the fact that this movie is leaning into the modern music of having lots of auto-tune and lots of jittery, glitchy sounds. There was a literal moment in the movie in which... Uh, she responded, instead of with an exasperated noise or a yelp or something, just a computer glitch sound came out of her mouth, and I did not like that. Yeah, let's not forget that one of the songs starts with turn up the bass and a DJ's, like, at a DJ booth. Yeah, or the very first, like, the, the opening credits song, in which all I remember from it is the ladies singing in high auto-tune going, dooka 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 and that's all I remember, but it was auto-tuned? Oh, right. Yeah, I remember that. I think... I, I just... I don't like that type of pop music. And I wonder what the sound of the songs would be like if it wasn't to that style. Like, if you didn't add the artificial layering on top of it. Maybe I would like mm. it more. But I, I'll i never know. Maybe if I pick another Bollywood film, I'll try to pick a period piece. Yeah, boy, and they still do it. <laughs> <laughs> The one that I mentioned in um, when we were on Miscellaneous, that one is a period piece. Nice. So that one probably won't have any of that auto-tune stuff there. I can't say the word, auto-tune stuff. So, before we wrap this up, did you have a favourite fight scene? Um, and yeah, I've probably mentioned it throughout the years, but the, the one where he's fighting Maurice, the capoeira guy, like I just always think of what the announcers described as the snake move, where he's, like, moving towards him while he's on the ground, just, like, sweeping his legs closer and closer to him. Mm. Remind me of Tekken. Yeah, well, yeah, both films had a capoeira guy. Um, but in general, like, a lot of the moments where, like, he does the Sultan slam and, like, does a roll and then, like, is in an end pose, I found those moments pretty great, too. Is it weird that capoeira is a South American thing, right? It's a Brazilian thing, yes? Yeah. Is it weird that every movie that I've seen that has the capoeira guy is just, like, some big black guy? Like, what's that about? Why is it never a Brazilian guy? <laughs> <laughs> like, there's a few other things I could think, like, in my brain. I'm like, I swear I've seen a capoeira move used by other black guys. It's like, is it, like, a huge thing? Like... Are African-Americans really in love with capoeira? Maybe I'm just not familiar. I don't know. Maybe maybe casting people just think we won't know the difference between an African-American and a South American. Of course, they're very different. I think my favorite was him versing the other wrestler in the second half. I found that engaging. I like the fact that that one was a real struggle for him. He really had to dig deep. I like the personality that that other wrestler had. He didn't show off as much, but the little things he was doing to be antagonistic were really nice. And of course, I like the fact that to, you know, the struggle of uh, for a wrestler fighting is another wrestler. I thought, of mm. course, that that works and uh, that fight was really brutal and engaging. Like I said, engaging, a word I'm using a lot, but it's 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 apt and I I yeah, I just enjoyed that one a lot. I found it had a lot of complexities to it. You really felt the underdog nature and then the thrill of when he picks up and, and, and succeeds. Really good stuff. 
I yeah, mm. the fight sequences were were actually pretty decent. That first one though, where he looks like he has a CGI head on his body, and it's, it's the guy Richie slow down speed up. That one was trash, in my opinion, and it wasn't a great opener, but at least a great opener in comparison to what we do get for the rest of the movie. But um, yeah, the fight scenes were actually pretty decent. Yeah. Do they have a lot of Bollywood, like... I know this technically isn't a martial arts movie, although it does have martial arts elements in there, like we said, MMA type things, but are there a lot of... Is there like a Bollywood kind of kung fu action genre? That's a good question. I'm not... I don't think I've seen anything from it if it exists. Um, I will mention, though, when I looked this film up on Wikipedia and I looked up its awards... It won an award from, and this is very appropriate to last week, the Jackie Chan Action Movie Awards or something. Nice. And it won the award for basically their equivalent of Best Picture. Oh, cool. So the action in Bollywood was more like what Main Huna had, the kind of you, kick, you know, everything, like car chases, shooty-shooty, jumping around type of stuff. Is that more what it's like? I reckon so. Like, the main one that I can think of is, like, the Don duology. Yeah, I mean, um, the, the, the Doom movies, I have one on DVD because I got That's it. That's true, the Doom ones. I got that because um, we were we do our mystery box, and I saw that in the shop, and I forgot that you had mentioned them, and I just saw the poster. In our Doom episode. <laughs> I saw the post, uh, like the cover of the DVD, and it's like the most ludicrous fucking thing ever. Like it's so silly. I'll post a picture of it on our social yeah, media. And it's it's yeah, it's double ludicrous because that's not even the main poster. That's like an alternative one. Yeah, and and you were like, you looked at it so perplexed because it's just like this weirdly photoshopped, fake kind of zany kind of nineties looking thing where they're on a motorcycle with wind blowing through their hair and guns and it's just weird and i'm like this is absurd you're like that's the dumb movies i'm like really i didn't realize that it was the famous movies that you've spoken of because look at this cover this doesn't feel like anything you've described from that movie and you're like yeah it's it's you know what i i might be misremembering but i think the villain in the third film might be that third khan (gasps) There you Don't go. quote me on that, but I think I think that might be the case. There is a villain called Khan in the Star Trek universe. <laughs> there was a there was a character called Khan in Main Huna. <gasps> and there you go. So Bartek, that is our discussion on the Sultan from 2016. Uh, mm-hmm. We both recommended, by the sounds of it. Oh, you said we both recommend it, or we won't recommend it. We won't recommend it. No, we both recommend it, by the sounds of things. I think- yeah, I think that's the one time this phone call thing, like, the audio's been weird. Um, yeah, yeah, I recommend it for sure. And so do I. Bartek, it is my recommendation for next episode. Uh, are you ready? Mm-hmm. You sitting down? I am. You're going to be shocked. I've been seeing the whole time. So I've chosen another older film, this time from the later part of the 1960s. I have mentioned okay. before on the podcast that I have a bit of a blind spot when it comes to cinema from the 1960s. Um, evidently not with the film I'm choosing because this is a film I have seen before and it's a, and it's a, uh, it's a, it's a quite well-known movie, but I don't know if you've seen it, Bartek. We're going to do the Rod Steiger, Sidney Poitier movie in the heat of the night. 
Okay, cool. So everyone listening, make sure within the week or between the episodes to check out the film In the Heat of the Night. Uh, we'll be talking about that next episode, and it's a, it's a classic film, and if you haven't seen it, well, it's always good to get a movie education. Uh, Bartek, a pleasure as always to be podcasting with you, even with all of our technical annoyances beforehand. <laughs> yeah, I thought it was it was weird enough when we started doing it remotely, but now we're doing it over the phone. Uh, as God intended. Yes, as phone intended. As I said throughout our tech troubles, Sultan came in and beat up our internet connections. <laughs> and But his theme wasn't playing. He's, seen, he's the soil. We didn't even mention that. <laughs> yeah, the, that's true. Well, I, I kept mentioning the dirt. It's soil. He's the soil of the yeah, people. Soil of... Uh, it's like glass half empty, glass half full. Are you a dirt guy or a soil guy? My sub said soil. I should have been a soil guy, but I kept saying dirt in the films, uh, the episode. So what do I know? Uh, so, listening people, you can find us on the social medias of Facebook and Twitter, Spit and Posh Presents. We are posting regularly on those fun questions, link to things, and so forth. You can engage with us there. If you feel like you want to drop us an email, our email is spitandpolished at gmail.com. So feel free to email us with your thoughts, your your your, your queries, your, your suggestions for movies that we should be covering on the show. We have a list of listening people's suggestions, and every third episode we do an episode based on one of those recommendations. If there's a movie that you're really keen on us covering... Well, you should recommend it because we may not do it because who knows? You you might be sitting there going, when are they going to do this movie? And we may never have even heard of the movie, let alone seen it enough to want to cover it on the pod. Isn't that right, Bartek? Correct. Correct. Uh, and you can find us on all the podcatchers available. Rate and review us. Share us around. All that great good stuff. So until next time, listening people, remember that you are the soil of the people. You know, that's just, you're that, you're the soil or the dirt or the mud. Quick thing, Bartek, was it weird that the film opened up with a quote from our main character who's not a real person? <laughs> Yes, that was weird. In my brain, I thought this was this was a biography for some reason because of that. Yeah, on on the Wikipedia page, like the opening line there is like it's a biographical film about a fictional character, and I'm like, do you have to mention that, or is this like a like a legendary fictional character? Like I don't, I didn't understand what that Isn't was. Isn't every film a biographical film about a fictional character? By that logic, like was Rumble in the Bronx yeah, a biographical film about a fictional character? <laughs> Yeah, any character study film is a biographical film about a fictional character. Yeah, like, is, is because from my reading, there was a wrestler back in the day called Sultan, but they're not the same guy. They're not... Yeah, I don't, I don't understand. And it's not like this Sultan is like what you said, like, it's not like it's like some mythical legend or folk tale or, or yeah, thing. Yeah, it's Calamity Jane or whatever. Yeah, it's not, you know... Either way, so listening people, remember you're the soil of the people. Or the dirt. <laughs>